All right, everyone. Welcome once again to the Faces of Business. And oh my, am I excited for our guest today. <laughs> it's not like Andrew and I don't get to see each other enough on a daily basis, but it is fun to talk about what we talk about. And we are very passionate about what we get to do because we're going to be talking about the keys preparing to preparing a business for sale. Andrew, how are things going today? Doing well. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, no, man. Other than your, your the the weather's trying well, to take you down, but you're fighting back. Excuse a scratchy throat, but our we just dropped thirty degrees and I'm starting to feel it a little bit. But fall is here; it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's good because that's closer to winter for you there, and in in, yeah. uh, in the ski in, in Park City, Utah. Yeah, yeah, that's what you want there. <laughs> yeah. So today I thought it'd be interesting for us to spend a few moments. We get we we get to talk to a lot of people about. Uh, selling businesses, preparing, growing value and growing by acquisitions, a lot of other things that we get to do and helping clients do and talking to people about. And I thought it'd be fun to talk to you a little bit today about some of the things that you see that would help business owners prepare for a business sale. Sure. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, it, it, you know, it, we learn this from experience by going in to help someone sell a business and finding out, you know, what, what's stopping us from selling this business. So yeah. mm -hmm. the trial by error, but there's the keys to, to getting your business ready for sale. So, yeah, there's some basics though, I think. And, and so first of all, Andrew, I got a little bit of questions, a few questions for you. Mm -hmm. I said, so what made you want to get into selling businesses? Wow. Um, yeah, I, uh, uh, you know, I actually went to purchase a business myself, and this was after I, I worked in manufacturing for a number of years and worked on a job and wanted to become an entrepreneur. And I ventured out to go and buy a business and um, was surprised. You know, I learned a lot going through that process, surprised how long it took and how difficult it was uh, to go and buy a business. And um, and I failed at it. I did not get the business sold. I had a deal uh, very, very close to the end. And um, after about a year and a few hundred thousand dollars and diligence costs and all the other stuff, um, the deal fell through. And then I was, now what the heck am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was time to start getting a job, uh, go back and get a job, which is not, uh, I couldn't abide with that. So, uh, um, I had networked a lot with other brokers and uh, M&A folks in the search of my own business. And with the background I had, um, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, I was approached by a couple of good uh, veteran uh, agencies that wanted to see if I wanted to get in the deal business. And uh, um, and I did. So I did. I didn't uh, didn't go work for anybody, but I started my own shop. And um, and that's that, that's where Exit Your Way started sort of from. Mm -hmm. So what, what do you enjoy about selling businesses? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that part um, was not difficult. I mean, I, I, I went to um, a broker conference um, for deal guys and this was way back in 2008 or nine. Uh, we were in the middle of the recession and everything else. And, you know, I, I, I it was more for educational and I, I learned, you know, kind of how to do it and learned how to do valuation, took some courses, but um, you know, the idea of, uh, you know, representing a business owner, an entrepreneur at that critical stage, um, you know, getting up every day and, and seeing, you know, um, 
how they got there, understanding the story behind it, not just the financials or the valuations and all that stuff we, we need to do that make a deal happen. But that to me was the most fun and, and being able to convey that story to a buyer, um, which is really the essence of, of what we do to help a business get sold. Um, you know, I just love that stuff because, you know, it is the dream, you know, uh, uh, the self-made person, you know, who starts and bootstraps a business, how they got to, to, to the, you know, their successes, all the things that they ran into, you know, that's what I get to work with every day. And that's the material. Um, and it's, it, to me, it's just endlessly fascinating. But uh, so getting that part's not, uh, that part was a no brainer. It's just fun, really exciting work to do and work with really yeah. cool, capable people who, have done a lot for their their families, their businesses, the the economy, and uh, um, but you know, learning to make money doing it that was the <laughs> the other thing. I, having the fun part wasn't a problem. Could check that box. So, yeah, as long as yeah. you make a living doing it, and uh, turns out yeah. yeah, you can do okay. Yeah, yeah, you can. If you, it's it's work like any other, but it is rewarding, as you said. Because yeah, yeah, and I, you know, and I think that's really the gist of it too is. Um, at the end of the day, that selling your business, there's no getting around it. It's hard work. It, it really yeah. is hard work. And I think that, uh, you know, we're, we're just help, you know, there to a help with the amount of work that there is to do in it. And, you know, the things that you need to do to get yourself ready to sell. Um, you, you can do it. You can do it by yourself. Um, yeah. but, uh, um, you're, you're busy if you're an entrepreneur running a business already. You're probably mm -hmm. already maxed out. Um, and then on top of that, to go and prepare your business to sell it. Um, and and you, you're, there's a learning curve to it as well. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah. but that, there's no shortcuts to it. I uh, remember the first business transaction I was in had to be, uh, it was in the early 2000s. And I asked the owner of the business, why are you have it? Why did you hire somebody to help sell the business? You're, you're as good at this as anybody else. And he said, he said exactly what you just said. He said, I don't have the time and they do it every day and I don't anymore. That's what yeah. he said. He said, so I, I want them to do it so we can continue building the business. Yeah. And, and yeah. And, and, and I've had, um, I've had several clients over the years and we've successfully sold their business and helped them do it that did try it mm -hmm. on their own. And, uh, and, and, and as we were going through the process, said it to me, he said it to us, you know, and he, yeah. one of yeah. our most recent clients said, yeah, this is why I have you guys here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's also, it's a, it's, it, there has to be, you know, this intermediary, that's kind of another name for a business broker, uh, a business intermediary, intermediary, you know, to help bridge that gap in, in stuff because there is more to it than just, you know, hey, here's a product that's for sale. This is the price. Um, you know, there's a lot of back and forth, a lot of risk. It's a big ticket item, you know, and uh, the buyers are sophisticated and ask a lot of tough questions. Uh, so you got to prove it to them. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's one of the things we'll talk about here in just a minute. I've got some questions that I want to write down. But when when you are in this what are some of the most common mistakes that you see business owners make um as they approach the time to sell their business um well there's a number of them you know um but you know i think 
really the biggest one is is their expectations um and and you know uh it, it's a difficulty because there, there is not a lot of information um, in this business about value uh, for one. Um, these are privately held companies. Owners then rely on their information sources from what they heard at the country club that one of their buddies who owns another machine shop down the street sold, you know, for a multiple of this. And, and then all, you know, that those kind of things rather than what a true market value is and, and really understanding what the market is and um, an ego, you know, getting, you know, deciding that, you know, I need that. I need the, he got a nine X, I need a nine X. And, mm -hmm. well, you know, the market's really the decider in this too. And, and, uh, and it, it's okay. It, it is what it is, but um, a lot of times the companies don't sell because the, the buyers have some sort of unrealistic expectation in mind uh, in the cell. And, you know, and I think with exit your way, and that's one of the reasons we're different. We're not here to tell you your baby is ugly. You know, uh, what we're, we're here to say, this is what, you know, you will get on the market, but if you want to do better than that, we can talk about that too. Um, mm -hmm. and there are ways to prepare and scale your business and, and put it in a better position to get the number you kind of are looking for. Mm -hmm. um, if that's what you're going on. But, but setting lines in the sand and stuff like that is is probably the biggest. Uh, I mean, and it's it's nature of the beast. Uh, the business sell owner is a fighter. Um, they are ego driven. It's totally mm -hmm. fine. They're successful, self made people. Um, they're not used to you know not getting no for an answer. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, but it's uh, so you know that's if you can manage your way and and become more. Um, um, uh, mercenary about it and less emotional um if it doesn't become an ego thing just it's an investment make it more mercenary i get my number this is what i expect this is what i can do with it you're 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 way ahead of everybody else so you know mm -hmm. so. yeah so when you're in the last several years you know i'm going to sell my business i'm going to do it three to five years from now are there some things that that owner should be thinking about at that point? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Probably sooner than that. But, okay. you know, and I, I really think that, you know, any business, you know, if you go basics, fundamentals, go to business school and they, you know, if you go to the bank and they want to see your business plan, a lot of, a lot of people don't have a business plan written, but they are asking, you know, the basic one of the major sections of a business plan is your exit. You know, so what is your exit strategy or plan on the business? Because every bit, you know, business is going to face that. And it could be, you know, we're going to get to an IPO. But this is the most commonly ignored section you'll flip through. I've seen thousands of business plans and I'll open that and it's like half a page. Uh, I, I just want to, you know, I'm going to build this up and sell it to a, a do an IPO. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and this is the question that you're answering is, you know, what's your exit strategy? Don't start thinking about that two or three years from now. You know, what do you want to do? Where do you want to build this business? How are you, you know, how are you going to exit? And there are other ways to exit, but selling's the best way. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and then what are you going to sell it for? And, uh, um, you know, but if you're two or three years out and that's, that's a common thing and, and you're looking to sell your business, um, you know, there are short-term things we can do uh, to help position your company 
um, to get significantly more value. And, and part of that is that buyers are, in, in the terms of valuation, when they're looking at a business to buy, they're really looking at the most recent um, uh, performance of the company uh, within the, the last 12 months of of the you know of when you go to market. So mm-hmm. if you can increase performances, you know, and, and they're going to base their offers and their multiples off of that performance. So there are things you can do. Um, you know, some are low bearing fruit uh, that can significantly change things. Um, and now also the other aspect of it is that there are things you can do that will you know tor- torpedo your deal <laughs> yeah yeah I was, I was gonna talk about that too because i think i think one of the the considerations that that people um should understand i'd like you to expand on this a little bit is it's a lot different running your business when you're closer to the business sale than it is when you're starting out in your business or in the middle of your business ownership so explain some of the things that you shouldn't be doing while you're you're in that I'm going to sell pretty soon or I am selling kind of phase um, because yeah. I think that like you said does kill a lot of deals. Yeah, large capital expenditures, um, you know, things that you know uh, and and if you're doing any kind of capital expenditures um, and and that includes hiring people and that kind of stuff, there's a return on that investment. Um, yeah. now it's not to say that you you want to cut those kind of you want to you, you still want to look at those things because you still have to operate the business like it's a long-term investment because a, a mm-hmm. buyer too well there's another side to that a buyer will come in and say you haven't invested enough in, in the business to maintain it and we're going to have to do that so your value mm-hmm. goes down but you know but still at the same time you got to make you got to be very careful about that that smart investment hiring laying off um uh, you know, you just want to know what kind of impact is that going to have on my uh, my um, most recent performance in the last 12 months. I mean, we've had examples of that, too, that um, uh, the business owner, and, and, and he would have made this decision, but he decided to cut loose a underperforming revenue stream, which was um, and he laid off the four or five people and cut that revenue stream because he wasn't making the money quite on that that he did on his other revenue streams. And um, but you know how that affected the top line was you know a 10, 10 or fifteen percent decrease in in, in revenue. Um, and and that was, that was a um, and he built you know he could cut that revenue stream. His profitability would have improved a little bit, but it would have taken it's going to take another fifteen months to a two years to to climb back up through that and that yeah. difficult to sell the business. And he, you know, he did the right thing, but at the wrong time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and those kind of decisions can cost millions when you're thinking about it made a few hundred thousand dollars or $500,000 difference in my, in my annual income. But mm-hmm. that again is what you're going to be measured against over time, and and if that's a six x eight x multiple, you can be talking millions pretty simply. Yeah, there's a few hundred thousand dollar difference in drop in revenue, but that translated into about a uh, it, when you're doing in a multiple, it translated into um, you know almost a million and a half in value yeah. valuation drop, and that's yeah. just happens instantly. Um, yeah. And on the same side of it, though, if you add a revenue stream. 
you know, a new contract, you got some build some backlog or, you know, something like that too. You can increase your, <laughs> your, yes. your value at the exit there. Um, you know, and it literally happens that quick, you know, so yeah. Um, and, and when the buyers start seeing that, so. Well, let's talk about that because a lot of people are in the later stages of owning a business are pretty happy with, man, my business has been steady for the last 10 years. I really don't have to worry about it. I really, it just, it just does what it does, you know, and I, I make this money. Um, how much of a difference when you're looking at two businesses side, side by side from a able to sell from an interest buyer interest standpoint is, does it make if I've got a business that's just a steady performer or have I got one that's that's on a growth path? And it's just like it's doesn't have to be huge, but it's just a solid growth path. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that's, you know, talk to the buyers <laughs> about what mm -hmm. they want as well. But I think naturally most buyers are excited about a company on a growth track. Um, and uh, you know, but there are buyers out there, um, there's just not as many. Who like you know just good returns in the boring business that just makes a consistent you know uh, kind of money not on a growth rate you know it's not a it's kind of a cash cow those are those are desirable um, but there's no um, you know uh, equity groups and investor buyers and family funds and these are kind of in between the the these are kind of owners that are in between the small medium business market and publicly traded companies publicly traded companies run on a growth trajectory that they are mandated to do that for their shareholders and they grow by buying other companies and by equity so naturally um if the equity guys they're going to want to see growth in there because that's what they're going to flip it over and sell it to a publicly traded company at the end of the day that's that's a good point and you talk about this a lot and we talk about with clients a lot the buyer perspective so can you explain that a little bit the 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 business buyer perspective and how that's different from from the current owner yeah um you know night and day you know and that's the thing too i think business owners um uh, good successful business owners get a lot of phone calls uh from uh investor buyers, equity groups, hey, do you want to sell your business? They get a calls from uh, brokers too, you know, and uh, we're usually going to sell that. Um, but uh, and, and they get tired of it. I mean, they're getting spammed with that kind of stuff. You know, there's a, there's always people that want to buy their business. But the real question is really, <laughs> do you want to mm -hmm. buy business? But, you know, go ahead and talk to a few of those guys too. What are you buying? You know, they'll, they'll be happy to introduce themselves and Say what they, they've got mandates. They're looking for a certain type of business, certain size. They're going to tell you what kind of uh, management structure they're looking for, um, you know, in the, these kind of industries. So, you know, that's that's what they're doing. They're out hunting, looking for those acquisition targets. And I think that the reluctance is the most of the time is that the buyers, the sellers, you know, the guy on the other part of the line is probably doesn't have what they want <laughs> in the first place. And, 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 you know, but, uh, but find out what it is that you want, because you can, you know, you're building a company and that's, that's, uh, that, that can change. You, you need to be doing that. Otherwise you're going to die. You know, you're going to, you're just going to go out of business. So you're, you're building a good business every day. Just build it for what the buyers are looking for. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the one thing that, um, too, is that there's going to be a different risk factor for somebody coming in 
to buy a business. They're going to take, um, they're going to invest in a significant amount of capital, which the, the seller has built up over time, that capital, that value. But a, a buyer is going to come in and, and drop of capital in right away. Yeah. I mean, that, that risk assessment is important. Um, yes. And, and buyers, a lot of sellers, a lot of my clients, you know, Hey, I want, I want 4 million for my business. You know, and I want what, you, what they don't understand is um, it does seem like to them, it's worth that amount of money. That's they've got a multiple in mind and that kind of stuff, but, um, but they aren't paying for that. They've already built equity. They've, they've had that equity. They they may have borrowed money from friends and family. They may have had bank loans, but over time, that business has paid all that off. They have equity that they own all the equipment. They own the real estate. You know, the, there's no debt. Um, but the buyer doesn't. They come in with that revenue stream from that. They have to support that plus all the leverage that you know, they're going to take on to buy the business. And so you know, it's just like. When you started this company 20 years ago, you put in, you know, you borrow 40 or 50,000 bucks from your parents and you started your business and you've been building it all this time. Would you now buy this business and borrow, you know, 4 million <laughs> and have mm-hmm. to, you know, and, and those are, you know, so the business has to, you know, the buyers at risk is that's what they're facing. They're coming in with zero equity and then they have to build that out and, the business has to have enough cash flow to support that because it's the cost of that capital is a significant expense. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think you, you explained it well because they, they, and this is why uh, I think people that are selling a business really need to put themselves in that shoes of a buyer to be able to go, okay, if I was sitting here today, just like you said, just use the example you said, would I pay $4 million for my business, which or is going to be if. Would I go to into debt $4 million? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Am I going to go into debt $4 million for this and say, I, because typically everyone wants to use some, some debt to buy a business, right? So if I'm going to just do a simple thing, I'm going to do $4 million. I'm going to pay you. I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to get a loan from the bank. I'm going to get an SBA loan because it's under $5 million. I'm going to put 400000 into the business cash on my own. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get a, a loan for $3.6 million. And that loan of $3.6 million is just say it's $30,000 a month that I have to pay on that loan uh, for the next 10, 10 years is, would I do that? Yeah. And we do, we do. And this is something yeah. we ask our clients too. Would you buy it? Yeah. And would you take on a, you know, this loan and, and do you, you know, this business better than anybody. Can you support um, that payment, um, you know, for the next, you know, five or 10 years and, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and also pay yourself. Cause you we yep. know in a lot of these cases, um, these are owner operated businesses and you'll be working 80 hours a week, you know, mm-hmm. so you, you, you should get at least market value for your CEO or running the president mm-hmm. of the company. Mm-hmm. And then you, uh, of course, this is the, the calculation that you can do to get a price sanity check and to mm-hmm. kind of see too, is there enough money left over then to reinvest in the business over time? Um, Cause there yeah. are, you can't just, you can't just uh, take cash out and not you know, re back invest in, in capital uh, expenses. Otherwise you'll just, it, it'll become a very tired business quick. Uh, yeah. 
And then after that, you know, um, does, do you, have you on that track, have you built equity in the, you know, say in the next five years, you yeah. know, how much have you paid? How much equity would you have after five years? If it's a reasonable amount, then you're in the right price range. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. So one of the things that, that I know that happens, happens a lot is, is people come to us that have, um, I want to say a small, single entrepreneur, solopreneur kind of business. And they, they're, they're thinking about selling that business. And in those cases, it can be that it's better for them to try to sell their business themselves. Uh, simply because of the, the size, the cost to do it with, with using a, a broker or somebody else to help them sell their business. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? And, and I know it's, as you get larger, it's, it's very difficult to do, but in, in the small businesses, there's a lot of things I think, um, could be helpful here to tell people about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it has to do with deal size. I mean, there are, uh, business brokers and real estate agents that will kind of dabble in trying to broker it and all they're really doing is put a listing together and put it on the market i don't think there's a lot of value the fees are pretty high um i'm i'm always i get calls and i i know i can't help it if you're under you know if you only have like six hundred thousand in revenue and you're taking home about eighty thousand a year um you know uh, my fees you know to sell that kind of business yeah there's a market you can sell it um it's probably buying a job for somebody, but there are people who will, will do that. You're just not going to get a lot of money for it. And our fees and, and most broker fees will, will eat up a lot of what you're, you'll take home. Uh, yeah. from, and at the end of the day, I think at that level, it's not really rocket science too. You can, like I said, anybody can do this, right? But if you're, uh, if you're running, you know, a company with 30 or 40 employees and everything else, like we said before, you got a business to run and you need help um, navigating this and you're going to have multiple buyers, but you have to look for uh, more creative ways, but, um, and maybe use some consulting. I, I recommend just pay, pay the fees, you know, for some good consultants to do evaluation, understand what a reasonable price is, and then, you know, work with the bank to get it funded um, and, and uh, you know, put an ad out and yeah. talking to people and, um, you know, um, and so that's uh, we uh, we would prefer to help give them a sort of a do it your way program. And so I'm happy to tell you and share our experience. Um, and this is how you do it. Um, but uh, uh, I think that's even a better deal than probably referring them to a, a broker somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because at a certain point, it's it's one of these things where you should really consider doing it yourself. Uh, because yeah. of the the total amount that you'll give away with the sale of a business you know, for commissions and, and things yeah. like that for them to help you, it's 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 you really should take that step to try to sell it yourself. Yeah, I mean, even and uh, uh, there's uh, there is a market, and there you know those there's yep. small businesses like that, owner operated businesses are, um, and there's a lot of them, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, are available, but there's. You know, uh, one one ways with that too is to, you know looking at your exit too is to make sure you sell at the right time. You know, not because something's going wrong, yeah, not because you're burned out. You know, ask yourself the hard questions, right? Because then you're just going to waste your time. And 
and uh, try and sell a business because there's a reason, you know, if you're burned out, you know, you got to fix the burnout and, yeah. and sell a business when it's, you know, you got to put some elbow grease on it and, and, and sell the business when it's doing better. And that's, yeah, a, you're doing well. that's, a, that's a real trick. And one of the reasons that small businesses like that too have a very low um, sell rate, but only about 30% uh, of those businesses that go to market actually sell. And, and you'll find brokers who they won't take your money. They work on commission, but they will put the listing up and then just, they're just hoping to get, you know, it's a three in 10 chance. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I think that's where, that's where it's a, you know, for helping those people, the DIY, you know, there's places to, um, the, there are places where they can list businesses. There's places that can help them prepare. There's places that offer some consulting, even if they wanted to get some, you know, get some paid advice to go, okay, should I really consider this? Uh, and like you said, it's not rocket science. Um, in, in some cases it's it work. Is. It's yeah. and, and, but there's times when it is, it is something you just have to do because, yeah. and now let's, let's look at the other side of this too. There's sometimes if you're in a solopreneur business that you should really consider, do I want to take the time and put the effort in to sell it? Or do I want to run it a little bit longer and do an orderly, orderly closure? Yeah. Well, you got to meet some goals there. And, and, and then again, that's, that is part of the consulting side of it is get with somebody who can help you understand, you know, um, is it worth it to do that? Right. So um, because you're investing your time and maybe some capital into growing the business up to a certain level. And when you get to that level, what's it going to get you? So you have to look yeah. at that aspect of it, too. So but at yeah. a certain point, those difficult, you know, it's a threshold. And those um, if there's not enough cash flow to support um, the uh, the owner's time working in the business, then some more then you just you're just really not there um but you can get creative there's other ways to um there's other ways to disperse but you don't need a broker's help to sell a business yeah. opportunity you can you can unwind and sell your assets you can sell your book of customers you won't get a lot yeah. for it but you know and maybe you'd have to analyze it to see if that might be the better route than than putting a, a few more years in it um yeah um, yeah. And also a lot of those businesses too, uh, you don't need a broker to do this to groom a successor, you know, uh, possibly an employee or uh, even a competitor or somebody to, to bring in. And uh, you, but those kind of situations too, you're, it's not getting a lot of money, but you're going to have to help them financially which mm -hmm. is in, the, in the term of agreeable loan and um, that kind of stuff. So that's another way you can get a little more value out of it, but that, that takes more time and there's risk yep. involved in that too. So, but yep. Yep. Well, we have uh, Gabe Leal has asked the question. He said, first of all, he said, hello, I said, hello, Gabe, but have you dealt with selling any types of businesses operating the web through your blockchain? I'm going to say no to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. have. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting though because there are some of these businesses that are starting to become established, profitable, and things like that. Because um, we do, however, again this week we got contacted by two different business owners that have ideas or patents or something pre-revenue kind of things, um, and yeah. uh, we that's just not something. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. And I think, um, you know, I think that they're 
we're in a different space where we operate with going concerns and businesses. Um, not that we couldn't be, we have worked with businesses in, in uh, the fintech industry and the financial technology mm-hmm. and, 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 and those kind of things. But, um, you know, uh, established revenue streams, but there, you know, the angel market, um, you know, you're looking at where the capital is coming from. Angel investors um, are, are out there, are very active in those kind of companies. And even in they're interested in, in uh, providing capital or, or purchasing equity or mm-hmm. buying those businesses. If there's um, uh, those are very high risk, it, it, uh, even if they're losing money, you know, um, yeah, there is no time. So, um, they got good technology or good upside potential. Yes. Yeah. And I, I do. I think we were contacted today by, you know, somebody in that situation. They just hadn't got any revenue yet, but that's, we don't really work there, uh, but there are yeah. people that do. Um, um, and then, and then they, their goal is to sell the company to a, a venture capital firm or something like that, you know, and yep. uh, venture capital firms are looking to sell the private equity. You're moving up the food chain uh, as you yeah. go on. Private equity is looking to sell to uh, publicly traded companies and, strategic yeah that's that's sort of the lay of the land yep the i got i wrote down some questions actually this is i was actually preparing for this usually i don't do this this much but um a couple things why are accounting records so important to a business sale (laughs) because everybody does them different uh you know the difference between uh, it, and a lot of people, um, I think, with small, medium businesses, don't even ever look at them. Uh, you know, understand as a business owner, you know, please go out and um, at least take a couple courses so you know your way around a balance sheet and an income statement uh, and cash flow, the basic fundamentals. But um, they 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 run their businesses off their income statements. It's really just profit and loss about what's happening most recently um, and. Um, you know, when a buyer comes in, there's, you know, this is the big difference uh, between um, large companies and publicly traded companies and small, medium businesses. There's it's lifestyle business owners publicly held. There's personal expenses being run through there. Um, you know, they are not required to have, you know, gap approved, reviewed financials or accounting things, which is fine. That's that's all expensive. But it, it if you get the right people in there, to you know, um, it, it 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 shouldn't cost you a lot of money to so that when somebody comes in to buy your business and open it up, it looks familiar. It looks standard. It it doesn't have to be gap. It doesn't have to be audited. But you know, um, you know, operating expenses need to be in the operating expenses part. The financial activities need to be below the line. The uh, these are common things. The cost of goods need to be calculated correctly. The labor needs to be allocated right um and so we you know and then we have to be able to have you know a good clean records and 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 a good reporting mechanisms that are timely um and and processes in place so uh that you know uh, that people follow on closing the books and records and not going back and changing things and you know you we we found errors you know that happened three or four years ago that built up you know and made significant changes to the equity of the balance sheet um, that, you know, um, it took, you know, that took almost forensic kind of level um, accounting work, you know, to go and unwind all that and redo it so we could sell the company. Yeah. It puts you back, you know, another, another month. Um, Not to mention the fact that, 
you probably are giving away money uh, to the IRS uh, not unnecessarily. So <laughs> yeah. all these things. Yeah. 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 The record, those records, though, just keeping them reasonable, keeping them well organized will will save accessible. you a lot of headache. Yeah, yeah. and accessible. accessible. Yeah, um, and that's one of the things today too is, uh, um, you know, there are still people doing. You know, the books are in a binder in the desk. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, or that's an extreme example, but you know, or they're uh, they're using some other um, kind of uh, counting file that, you know, is only in one location. Hey, that's a big risk, too, because if that computer, there's a fire or something, you're, you're yeah. I mean, that's why these things are cloud drive accessible from everywhere. They have redundancies and yeah, it's mm -hmm. important to keep that stuff up. Yep. Yep. Good. Well, Andrew, I sure appreciate you stopping by today because, uh, Lord knows we've had had a, had a few inquiries in the last month or so, and and it's yeah. it's good to be able to share some information with people. I think and yeah. and help them because you know as many people as we talk to that that you, you, um, there's always more questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What recession? You know, yeah, busy as heck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, thanks for thanks for taking some time today, Andrew. Appreciate appreciate being able to sit here. Gabe, thanks for the questions. Everybody else that was listening and not, not asking questions. But if you got some questions, go ahead and DM uh, myself, Andrew, or, or drop a comment in the post here, and we'll get them answered. We will be talking to you again next week with the Faces of Business, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.